Hey guys, welcome to a very special episode of A Bugs Need Heroes. We're doing something a little unconventional, a little different from our usual format. We're just going to talk about Spider-Verse and what we think is coming up, what we want to see, and uh, maybe a little primer on what these characters are about and what they do. I hope you enjoy. What is that sound, Amanda? I think she's opening air freshener. Oh, it's... Oh, it's Hawaiian breezy. Oh, it's intense. <laughs> oh, it might be too much. Hello, friends and fiends. Welcome to Bugs Need Heroes, a podcast where an artist and an entomologist team up to illustrate the inspiring abilities of insects by creating a bug-themed superhero. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kelly. Before we get started creating this bug-themed hero, what's bugging you, Kelly? Um... So normally I don't have complaints, but I have a complaint today. Yes, I'm so excited to complain to me. <laughs> uh, Arby's had this promotional Dungeons and Dragons dice, and they yes. sold out in ten mm. seconds because ten bots seconds. bought them all. No, so, yeah, I logged in just before eleven when they were supposed to come in. I got a pair of dice in my shopping cart. I pressed purchase. It put They're me gone. in a queue. Gone. No, so everyone's complaining about it. I don't think a real person actually got to buy a no, dice. No, I'm sure not. The I think it's AI, all scalper bots. Yeah, the scalper bot thing with like I think that uh, we don't need to get into the Swifty discourse, but I think the Taylor Swift thing was like a whole thing with the bots and Ticketmaster and yeah, they're it trying to right. sell these twelve dollar Arby's dice on eBay for four hundred dollars. Yeah, you get get lost. No way. Yeah, so I mean I've I talked about it a little bit with you to Arby's on instagram and i'm like yes the dice make enough for everyone clearly we all want to buy them stop doing limited runs because no one just make dice yeah make the dice let me have some arby's dice for my dungeons and dragons games it's not that hard it's fun it's a cute little stupid thing let me have it let me let me have the meat dice (laughs) let me have meat dice Arby's has the meat. They don't have the dice. They don't have the dice. <laughs> it's funny. Arby's has been one of those brands that has really leaned into who really actually eats at our restaurant. My air quotes <laughs> yeah. being. Who, who's our real target? Who's, yeah. Who And they've had a lot of like their Twitter is, is like full of anime memes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, who who's doing this? And uh I'm for it. I think I think Wendy's think has like funny. a similar, mm-hmm. a yeah. Similar Wendy's social went with like a person, the like a person who is terminally online acts yeah. this way. Whereas Arby's has gone kind of the what do people who are terminally online enjoy? <laughs> and it's yeah, it's a lot of like I think they had like Attack on Titan, but like in a sandwich not that long ago. It, yeah, <laughs> it's like oh okay I Arby's. I can't tell you the last time I ate Arby's. And it's not uh-huh. because I wouldn't. I, I enjoy an Arby's. I just think there's not really one very close to me. But I, I want those dice. I want them for my dice collection. Because I have... I, listeners don't know this about me, but I have a vast Dungeons & Dragons dice collection. So As you should. <laughs> so Amanda, what what's bugging you? I don't know if it counts as bugging me. I mean, technically, I guess it bugged me. Uh, I think I said a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, that like the ants have come. The ants. <laughs> ants. It is that time of year. The it's male that ants time have been of year. Flying into me. But I had a bug rescue the other night. Um, I think I sent a picture to you <laughs> in, the, in the chat. 
I loved us. it. Let me regale you with the tale. It's not particularly intense. So the children go to bed. And uh, as you know, as I've just explained to you, I'm in the cellar. And in the cellar is where my husband, Cody, keeps his uh, workout materials. He keeps, there's like a, I don't know the names of any of this stuff. A barbell. <laughs> I saw some I dumbbells think. back there, some so, plates. Uh, uh, a bench upon which he does presses, uh, presses. <laughs> <laughs> a rack of weights uh, I believe this one's called a, a total gym as sold by Chuck Norris Ooh. Uh, whatever the point is after the kids go to bed is our time to do grown up things such as work out and Cody comes down to the sweat dungeon <laughs> and and then and, and this little I want to be healthy thing. I was going to bed. <laughs> I was not interested in that. So I'm like fully in bed and I get a text message from Cody. There's a bee down here. And I he sends a picture and it's a bumblebee. Aww. And I'm like, oh, a bombus. Look how cute it is. You know, whatever. And <laughs> Our I was friend. Like, what do I do? <laughs> what, what do you mean? What do you do? It's like in the cellar you know so he sends me a picture he says what do i do i say it can't hurt you it's just a bumblebee you i know you've listened to the bumblebee episode cody you should know (laughs) he should be a pro by now honestly and i'm like it won't hurt you you can just scoop her up and take her outside and he comes i hear thump 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 thump, and the door swings open and in comes cody and he's like i can't touch it oh (laughs) why not and he's like it's so gross oh it's so gross i like oh they're so cute i mean he came in here like it was a scorpion the size of a rat it's not a big house centipede it's an adorable fuzzy bumblebee (laughs) and i'm like okay so i like get out of bed i go get a, a cup and a piece of junk mail and i head down to the cellar and sure enough it's about i mean she was probably an inch yeah, maybe yeah. even an inch and Sounds a half long. Right. I, I I looked it up later. I think it was a queen because that's the only thing that really makes sense of why she'd be down here. <laughs> um, but you know, she sees me coming, and the cellar is cold. You know, it's nighttime, Aww. and it's it's cement. She's on the cement, so she's like, "Oh no!" Oh, very slow. I yeah. gotta get away. Ah. <laughs> you know, she's moving so slow. But I just wait for her until she's on like an advantageous spot and I scoop her up, put her in the cup and she's in the cup and she's like, oh no, I've been captured. <laughs> and and poor, Cody, poor girl. Cody is flipping out like I have a, like I said, like a tarantula in my hands. This is how he's acting. And I'm like, relax. It's going to be okay. like you're stressing me out more than this. This bee is. It's okay. <laughs> She's sedated by the cold. It's fine. So I take her upstairs. And this is where I might have been inappropriate. But I like, I'm not sure what the best way to get her out of the cup is. Mm-hmm. Just slide her out. I'm sure that would have been. Or the- you just leave the cup outside and right. get it in the morning and she'll exit on her own. So I, I just kind of leaned down to a grassy spot. <laughs> And then I went, ha! And I just kind of oh, no. tossed her. her the, the, well, I didn't launch her far. It was probably about four inches off the ground. Like, oh. it wasn't far. But me me making the noise, ha! I, 
Cody thought I just thrown a bee right in his face. I just like starts running for the house. And, I'm, and uh, you know, I I think this podcast has done a lot of things for me personally. I don't know that it's helped Cody with his bug fear in any way. Other than he's just like, we'll have to interview Cody at some point about his fear. I think we really will have to like. So why are you scared of bugs? Maybe maybe I can help him as as a as a quote unquote expert. So in our our wedding vows, I promise to be the one to take care of any spiders because he's (laughs) legitimately scared of spiders. And the other day there was one in the bathroom, and I I got it. You know, unfortunately, she had to go. And I, I turn around and, and I there's like a whole struggle of getting it off the shoe, blah, 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 blah. And then I turn around and go, all right, a job well done. And like, like lock eyes with a second spider. And I was like, come on, guys. <laughs> what so, kind of spiders? Uh, I, I don't know. They were like the splaly kind that live in your that, house. Were they on a web? They were not on a web. Straight up on the wall. Uh, oh. Were they kind of light? light in color yeah we we get a lot of yellow sack spiders which yeah i've had those guys ceiling in your yeah. wall what was it those i don't i don't know it was a little brown sorry guy. I'm, a, I'm just always curious <laughs> but it brought me to a spider question which mm-hmm. is perhaps uh, a sadness but i i whapped that puppy with my shoe as unfortunately i had to choose to do because it, it was just time but I picked up my shoe after mm-hmm. and a perfect dusty imprint of the spider existed on the shoe, <laughs> which made me think I got to ask Kelly if spiders are dusty or like otherwise scaly in a way that would leave this Just perfect pristine uh, outline of a spider on my shoe. <laughs> I mean, they're... they're... It kind of it depends on what spider your what spider it was. Spiders are really furry, so I mm. could see maybe like a bunch of hair. I can't think of a particularly dusty species. <laughs> um, I just don't know what it would be. Uh, maybe was it in a dusty part of your house? Was the spider actually dust covered? Where did he come he, from? He was in the bathroom. And the bathroom is one of the few places in my house that probably gets wiped down on it's a consistent basis yeah. because it's always moist in there. So I'm always trying to like combat the moisture on my wood walls. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure without without knowing what spider it was so I could think about it a little better. I'm, I'm not I don't have a good answer for that dusty oh. question. Wow. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Well, I just you know, you don't think of a Usually uh, the spiders in the bathroom are cellar spiders, which have like gangly legs and yeah, little tiny was... tic-tac bodies. But I wouldn't consider I know, them dusty. Sure. Well, I just think about like how butterflies, you don't think uh, of butterflies as scaly. Today, I think it's the genus. Yeah. Yeah, but butter- yeah, butterflies, their wings are all scales. Yeah. And, and you don't think of a butterfly being scaly unless you happen to know a lot about butterflies. (laughs) So I just thought maybe, maybe spiders are dusty. I just didn't know this whole time. I don't, I don't know. No one's ever asked me a a dusty spider. Well, as you know, I'm here to ask you questions that no one has ever asked you before. (laughs) You're here to challenge me on a, Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. All you scientists out of touch with the common man. (laughs) 
I'm here to ask you common man questions. I mean, it could have been it could have been silk. Maybe it was oh, like a bunch maybe. of silk. It did it did release a like an attempt to escape amount of silk when I came at it. <laughs> yeah. It could it, it could have just been a bunch of silk that kind of looked like dust after the squash happened. Okay. Cuz I was just thinking maybe we should go That's back to that guess. spider episode and and add dust to Peter Parker's power set. <laughs> he's, Peter he's Dusty. A, he's a dusty, he a dusty boy. boy? <laughs> <laughs> he's always oh, living Peter. in people's attics. <laughs> Nasty <laughs> little Peter Parker. But speaking oh. of Peter Parker and uh, Dusty Boys, <laughs> the, by the time this episode drops, it'll be Spider-Verse time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The new trailer this morning in preparation for the episode. And it looks fun. It does look good. I'm very excited. I will now, at the detriment of my future self, say that the the Lord Miller team up for direction on movies might be my favorite director. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they really always seem to hit my personal taste in movies. Like, my personal funny bone. I don't know if we just, like, had similar... I think maybe it's the ADHD. I don't know. But they were very, very informative of my sense of humor as a teenager. Mm-hmm. So so maybe that's all it is, is like I recognize their brand of humor because I have been watching it for so long. Right. It's but very familiar. It's very familiar. But they like did Clone High, which is getting a reboot, which is a whole other topic of conversation that I... um have opinions about uh <laughs> but like clone high is on the the more inappropriate end for them but they did like cloudy with a chance at meatballs which was very informative of young me on what's funny uh mitchell and the machines versus the machines if you haven't seen mitchell versus the machines i have not i, I believe that i am in an age group just above all this stuff probably so i have not i have not seen I've... it because i'm I'm a little bit older than you. I don't know if both of them are scrubs or just one of them is scrubs, or if just no. Their you're wife thinking is you're scrubs. thinking of of a different producer Miller? of Clone High. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I would recommend Mitchell versus the Machines. It's just about a family trying to get through a robot apocalypse, but the oh. the uh. yeah 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 the like setup of how that that happens and like how they survive is interesting and it's a kids movie so like spoiler alert everything turns out fine yeah yeah. but really what it is is a story about a teenage girl who no longer gets along with her dad and how both the dad and the teenage daughter want to get along but aren't sure how to because of how different they are and like the robot apocalypse helps them realize (laughs) that they do still love each other so much it's a good movie i would recommend in fact i I am right now you are yeah i would would (laughs) give it a try i guess yeah the younger brother is a dinosaur kid which is very funny oh that was me i was a dinosaur kid same (laughs) i had memorized lots of genus and species names for dinosaurs and um yeah, I was I was that that kid, and my uncle was a biology teacher in New York, in New York City, and he would take me to like the museums and stuff. And oh, was, I want to go to the Natural History Museum so bad. 
you gotta come out here i'll take you and then they just they just did a new replica of her with lips <laughs> because oh. now they say t-rex oh, has right. lips i think you're thinking of the chicago that's, field that's museum. the chicago museum. oh am i so, okay yeah. mm. well natural history museum does have a t-rex at the front yes, in the, in yes. The opening yeah and it's so. like hunting it's it's being a t-rex <laughs> Oh, dinosaurs. Um, but dinosaurs. <laughs> so, so today we are covering the, the trailer and the mm-hmm. lead up to the new Spider-Verse movie because obviously yeah. we, have, we have not seen it yet. What do it we need to not know? Out. Um, yeah. In preparation for this episode, I read 50 plus comic books about various characters. Getting your money's worth in out of the that new unlimited Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I have the Marvel Unlimited subscription, and um, I think I just paid for it several times over in this week alone <laughs> by deep Sometimes diving like that. into Spider-Woman. I watched some of the 1979 Spider-Woman TV show, which is on Diddly Disney+. Plus. Oh, <laughs> it is something. That one's wild. <laughs> it's like, a lot. How do we tell this story by only using 12 pictures of Spider-Woman? <laughs> in succession <laughs> it was so strange although we did get some some like villains that we all recognize now like um kingpin is in a couple episodes and um uh what's and dormammu yeah dormammu's in an episode yeah, there's a lot going on there would i would i recommend it no no <laughs> i would not oh no. she also fights dracula which was quite the uh, and some viking ghosts that was weird it's funny it was, how sometimes like scooby-doo and spider-woman had a baby yes yes it's definitely leaning into that scooby-doo energy for sure <laughs> but with about maybe a quarter of the budget and think about how cheaply scooby-doo <laughs> is animated and then made, quarter yeah. that budget <laughs> But yeah, it's funny what like uh, common use, you know, people. What is that word when everything's able to be used? Is fair it free? Use? Fair, fair use, use. The free use, whatever it is. When like a property can be used by anyone. Which ones Marvel was like? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just that's part of the Marvel universe now. And Dracula <laughs> is one of those. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, Dracula's real. He's real in this in the MCU or the the at least He's the Marvel six one six. He's around. He's bitten several of the X-Men at, at various times. I it think Jubilee was a vampire it, at one point. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I think that's so. great. <laughs> Dracula actually has a nation of vampires now, and they live in the Chernobyl quarantine zone. And oh, they God. have a UN Marvel. What are you uh, doing? ambassador. <laughs> what are you doing? Too far. I think they've gone too far. And Blade is a cop there to like keep them all in line. I'm a little behind on my Jason Aaron Avengers, but it was some great, great vampire stuff. Oh, yeah, it's man. like when Captain America was a werewolf for part of the 90s. And you're like, oh, yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> Captain America's a what? <laughs> <laughs> but I- I'd say you've gone too far, Marvel, is the dangerous line that every Spider-Verse event, like, really hmm. dances around. I think Spider-Verse shows the great potential of comics while also exemplifying its biggest downfalls. Yeah, I have a Somehow, hard time with multiverse anything mm-hmm. because it kind of makes nothing matter. Exactly. Nothing matters. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, when Endgame was coming out 
and they were, you know, starting to flirt with the idea of, I could see where the, the writing on the wall was. It was going to yeah. get turned into a multiverse event. And I was, I remember being like, guys, this is a mistake. Don't do this because I think nothing speed runs the, I, oops, we have to reset the universe quite like introducing a multiverse to any property. Yeah. I'm going to push back here. I don't oh, usually really? talk on my podcast, but. Oh, <laughs> oh. we're going to no, do like I... some true comics discourse today. <laughs> Uh, the multiverse allows because anything can happen. It means that your choices are the most important thing because otherwise, mm, interesting, they don't matter. Like you can see that as, oh, everything is happening, so it doesn't matter at all. And I'm not phrasing this right very well, but because of that, it's kind of freeing in that you get to choose what matters to you and make that happen. Except, mm. except it. There are ripples that extend out to every universe when they're all connected like that i think that's more my question kind of also makes nothing is gonna work the way you want it to and to me it's a little it allows for lazy writing in comic books i think that's my problem with very lazy writing is it it either it allows very lazy writings because they can do sex machina anything Mm -hmm. that they need from an alternative universe but also i think it's one of those things where I, I don't like time travel movies because I feel like time travel movies do not appropriately contend with what changes a single choice would make. Yeah. Like you can't, and they really, can't really. Yeah. They can't. And so with multiverse, I think it's the same thing where it's like, oh, if you change this one thing, everything's the same except for this one thing. I'm like, but would it be though? And like that just gets out of hand really, really quickly. So either you're like, you're lazy and you change nothing or you go too far and you try to change everything with all these interconnected strings and it gets so complicated so fast. I'm like, this isn't easy. This is supposed to be fun, you guys. I don't want to have to think this hard about what's going on. <laughs> I, in the I think the wilbiness is a valid uh, criticism, but when you have infinite versions of, of Peter Parker, yeah, it's the Peter Parker that you know that matters, and that doesn't mm-hmm. change even though there's more Peter Parkers. Because if a new Peter Parker comes, that's not your Peter Parker. Does that make right. sense? He's still, but he's still Peter. So, and he's still my Peter because all Peters are my Peter. Yeah, but all but Peter like if that, <laughs> yeah, if, I love if, Peter Parker in all of his forms. We can't just so, swap out Peter for <laughs> for ben riley and have that be the yeah. same person even though they're they right. have the same powers and things you can tell the same sorts of stories with them they're still different characters and i'm still attached to the one i've been reading for you know mm-hmm. 10 years or whatever which is why well, you get such major pushback when you make tiny changes to characters histories or yeah. you know whatever it's because well, I, I like this recent, peter parker i recently watched no way home so i mm-hmm. watched that last weekend for the first time uh, adorable for the first adorable. time, you haven't seen Nora yeah. Home till just now. Yes, Rah. I am very behind on my Marvel watching um, because enough. my husband is not—he's not, he's not into as into it. this as I am. <laughs> so it kind of takes a lot to go. Can we watch a Marvel, you know a Marvel movie yeah. this weekend? Although now that I have the podcast, he's a lot more willing <laughs> to watch it because I'm like, it's for the pod. It's for the podcast. Yeah, man. and he'll say, okay, fine, it's for the podcast. Um. But yeah, so we just watched it, and I enjoyed having all three of these mm-hmm. Spider-Men, all three of these Peters, who I am attached to, because I've I've enjoyed all of the Spider-Man movies, kind of come together, and they're all 
the three of them are unique, but they're all very much Peter. Like yeah, Peter they're is all Peter. different facets of the same Peter. But I Peter think... is always Peter, yeah. regardless of which one he is, which is interesting. Right. Yeah, I, I think if you have a character whose core essence can be uh, consistent that way, you've written a character that can stand on their own. Yeah. Like, changing her circumstances minorly, really, this way or that way. Uh, and he's still the same, like, heart of gold nerd. <laughs> like, yeah. you've written a good, consistent character. Because I, I think that No Way Home was the weakest plot-wise of the three mm. movies. But it's worth every weakness in the plot for those three Peters interacting with each yeah, other. to be together. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and ultimately to do the right thing and try mm-hmm. to save the bad guys. Peter consistently killing them. goes too far <laughs> <laughs> to, to save his rogues gallery. Which is what makes Peter Peter, though. Everyone yeah. who's watching that movie is going, just let him die, Pete. Pete. <laughs> Pete, they're bad guys. Just give it up. They're bad guys, Peter. Just let it happen. Like, it wasn't you, Peter. There's a difference between, like, intervening and actively, you know, being the one to do it, Peter. Like, it's okay, Peter. But, but I mean, what are are the consequences of that once they go back to their world? Right. We have no idea. Multiverse. Yeah. (laughs) What happened there? What about the other Peters? Do they change? Are they not the same now? Do they remember that they were in this universe? Right. I don't know. There's and the it's answer too much to think about. Consistently is the the comics write it inconsistently. Yeah. In in for some writers the answer would be yes, of course they remember. But for other writers it would be we got to set back at issue zero. None of this can affect this how happens. he behaves, uh, right? Yeah. And and that might be the constraint of the medium is that we got to get back to issue one. We got to get back to a spot where someone new can pick up this book and read about Peter Parker and not need to know all this because there was a while there, like where they had those little boxes that were like, see issue one twenty seven, you know, for, for background information. And they don't want to do that anymore. They want you to be able to pick up a new run and read that new run. Yeah. Which I think is fair. I think we're going to reset as well because <laughs> I'm thinking some of this multiverse stuff is going to get kind of bogged down. And I want this to be a bit more of a breezy episode focused. That's on. true. That's true. Okay. Sure. So are we going to write all the way to zero or I just want to have all the options for editing. Fair. Yeah. Fair yeah. Enough. That's fair. We did get very discoursey. Okay. So we talked about uh, at my house, the big TV show is of course, Spidey and his amazing friends. I don't know if you're familiar. I, I haven't watched any episodes, but that's, the one where they're all like little kids, right? They're all, yeah, they're like nine, maybe ten. Okay. I, it's unclear. It's unclear how old they are. Um, but s- consistently, Spider-Man has had friends. That is one of his big consistent <laughs> <Yes>. markers. <laughs> he's, a, he's a friendly, a friendly he's sort. A, he's a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. But in the you, the Spider-Woman show, there's the... The inverse of that being Spider-Man, I think, and it's also his amazing friends, but it was like Firestar and uh, Iceman. Was it Iceman? I think I think so. And Firestar, I think, was, I think, I think Firestar is created for that television show because they couldn't get the rights to Johnny Storm, <laughs> <laughs> which Johnny Storm, Bobby and Peter running around. That just sounds like a mode of chaos. Like they would solve no issues, the three of no. them. 
They're too silly. <laughs> They're all too. They need someone silly on the boys team to be like guys running around. <laughs> but the modern iteration of Spider Man and his amazing friends is Peter Parker. Gwen Stacy and Miles Morales all existing in the same universe and they're all friends and they do no background work to explain how that happened. It's just that's just how it is. Okay? Don't think <laughs> about it. This is for four-year-olds. They're all just in the same universe. They're just hanging is, out. This is a post-Spider-Verse world. <laughs> it, like, they just all exist in the same timeline. Well, which comics have to do all this flipping around to try and get these three characters to, to be together. In the wild, there are social spiders, so it kind of works. I don't think we talked ah. about this in a, in a, the Spider Man episode. We talk you about say it when that we do our Comic Con panel, though. And the the image in my head is probably from our <laughs> Comic Con panels is the trees, and they're just absolutely yes. smothered in webs. They've taken oh, over yeah. like a whole street <laughs> is nothing but spider webs. Which sounds horrifying. Yeah, they all, they all live together. Um, I forgot what the species is called. There's a couple of them. And um, they work together. They make these huge webs to catch food. And they catch so much food, they don't have to compete with each other. So they just kind of hang out. Oh, that's fun. That's <laughs> a little spider hangout. I like that. If everybody I, gets I fed. You know, you don't have to eat each other. Because spiders are cannibalistic and they will eat each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only the world at large could learn from the spiders. When everyone gets fed, we don't have to eat each other. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, so Peter, Peter having all these friends kind of works. It's kind of works on a, out on a spider level. He kind of swings in between being a lonely boy and having lots of friends. And kind of is there in between. He either has so many friends, or he, like at the end of No Way Home, is all alone, no friends. They've all forgotten who he is. Oh, that was so sad. The so ending sad. of No Way Home was so sad. sad. I just wanted to hug Peter, tell him it's going to be okay. Especially after the high highs of watching him interact with Toby and Andrew. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm crushed. I hope they remember him. In I hope their somewhere, own universe. Their own universe yeah. where they can't interact with him. They seem to have um, undone some of that for Spider, the new Spider-Verse movie that's coming out. It seems like Gwen may have some control over the portals but i think that's what the trailer yeah, wants us to think looks like i think it's actually miguel who has control over the the portals oh speaking speaking of miguel i read the <laughs> i read the entire run of 1993 to 1996 spider-man 2099 38 issues thank you marvel unlimited um got your mind's way hard <laughs> it's hard some hard of those some of those 90s comics are oh my hard God. to read um not necessarily story-wise although also story-wise i mean everything that was the 90s they're gritty so dark i think it's like on page two of that initial issue is like inpatient death you know like yeah. it, it's like intense from go and like and the coloring was, is very intense the coloring was weird um, yeah the panel like density is intense to use and that was about it uh, well um, that's more than usual for a comic yeah. <laughs> it it reminded me of so i'm, I'm a, a big star wars fan yeah but the setup of the world reminded me of like the gritty underbelly of coruscant yeah yeah it you had know? some real for me it was all blade runner 
it had some real yeah, Blade, Blade Runner. Uh, Fifth Element hadn't come out yet, but that sort of was Fifth Element is also clearly copying some Blade Runner stuff. But, yeah, but like gritty. A hundred years from now, we'll all be servants to corporations. Yeah. Um, oh man, the anti-corporation, yeah, the anti-corporation sentiment was wrong. very high. And, oh, yeah, and, and, uh, producer Derek is mentioning Judge Dredd too. Definitely. Oh Judge yeah, Dredd Judge Dredd. Dredd. Yeah, all those '90s sort of. That's the only way I can describe it. Is that noise? Do the robots dream? And everyone. Everyone in the comic was unlikable. Not a single oh, likable character. Yeah. They were all terrible. I mean, Peter makes some questionable choices throughout his run of being Spider-Man. Some worse than others. But, but at Miguel. least oh, he boy. holds on to being likable. Miguel is unlikable from page one to page <laughs> 5,000. That dude makes choices. You're like, why, Miguel? Why would you do this? And then he turns around and is like, oh so unfair yeah so oh. hard to be spider-man which so he's held on to that spider-man trait that it's so hard to be spider-man it's like miguel no one's making you do this you're doing this the only redeeming factor about miguel is that oscar isaac is voicing yes. him in the new I, movie i hope <laughs> that oscar isaac can insert some likability into miguel <laughs> From from the trailer, he looks like he's probably the bad guy. I think he is. Which I, I don't works think... because Miguel stinks. So <laughs> stinky, stinky Miguel. Uh, I think he will start as a good guy, and then there will be a heel turn at some point because I think he's going to try and get Miles in, and then mm. turn around and be like, "Well, actually, Miles, this is what I'm actually doing." And if you get in the way of that, it'll be a problem and i think like peter in no way home miles is going to be like whoa 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 whoa! you can't do that that's unethical and miguel yeah, will be like mm, greater good bro we're spider-man <laughs> right yeah i have yeah. a feeling it's going to be a greater good it's i think it will be because i think and miguel is not of it. going to be a super villain but miguel will probably have ideas he'll have alternative goals that are that, probably not great. Yeah. That, are, that he is prioritizing over all else. You know, I got to stop Alchemax from doing this. Yeah. And Miles is like, yeah, but is murdering the founder of Alchemax when he's a baby the right choice? Yeah, yeah. I got to get rid of Alchemax. You know, like that sort of stuff, you know. Uh, so I, th- I anticipate that it'll be that. It'll be a heel turn for Miguel when Miles figures out what it is he's actually trying to do by collecting yeah. all these yeah. So it sounds like they're they're doing a a loose interpretation of the Spider-Verse event from what was that, twenty twelve? No, it was earlier than that. Oh, uh, I don't remember. Maybe two thousand four. Well, I'm gonna cut a... this part so I can yeah. I can tell you guys. Yeah, when is there's it? like no way they're adapting the actual Spider-Verse event as it is oh. bonkers. It involves <laughs> energy vampires <laughs> coming to steal the life force yeah. of spider totems right it's oh. i'm gonna explain crazy. in a second i'll explain in a moment <laughs> but whatever whatever it was i don't remember precisely what it was i don't know if you're familiar with the spider verse event at all kelly i mean it's been a long time it's been a long time remember the basic sum up my brain is, is garbled from the amount of comics i've read in the past two weeks uh, fair sometimes <laughs> your eyes anything. go cross-eyed to any comics uh <laughs> The basic sum up is that there's these creatures that want to eat spider people. And there's certain 
like nexus level characters that hold down the web of spider event people and they want to these beings want to eat those spider people oh boy <laughs> i i think it's interesting to posit that like that some of peter's powers are not necessarily that he was bitten by a radioactive spider but rather that he's connected to like this deeper spider force that exists that's, within the i don't like that <laughs> that's weird that is that's gone too far you've gone too far marvel yeah they uh, you've gone too far marvel is the <laughs> the positive of gonna this be the slogan of the this episode <laughs> is you've gone too far marvel. you've gone too far marvel but I, I, it it justifies the existence of like characters like madam webb who is a spider themed omnipotent like peter i'm here to give you a lesson in at least oh the 90s cartoon that's how she existed but this seems this this version with with miguel o'hara spider 2099 <laughs> seems to be taking some of the best parts of spider-verse which was getting to see lots and lots of spider themed characters regardless of yeah, whether that makes yeah. any sense at all that there's spider themed you know <laughs> peter porker uh who's spider pig like that makes no sense no but that's the joy of, of comics and silly but yeah <laughs> is that like yeah okay let's take looney tunes and give them like x-men counterparts yeah fine I, it's I a spider-verse like I do like with um I think Miguel has interesting powers. Yeah. He does Peter not have the typical have. he doesn't have the typical spider powers cuz I would say that Spider Gwen has Peter's powers being utilized by someone different. So if she has a different yeah. power set it's because she uses her powers differently than Peter does. Whereas but Miguel has, has separate powers. Separate. Well he's got he's got the venom bite. Yeah. Which is I think that's Neat. his most interesting spider yeah. power. Because as we know, most spiders are venomous. Whether they are enough to hurt a person or not is another story. But right. I would imagine the venom coming from a man-sized spider would be pretty bad. Yeah, pretty, that, seems, pretty that seems like a lot of venom. And like, they, so he gets the spider powers through uh, a, an interesting sort of like, oh no, I've been infused with Weird genetic machine. Yeah. Because yeah. again, you're getting into like the post-apocalyptic, not even post-apocalyptic, but like the the, super future yeah the super future where like gene splicing and stuff is pretty commonplace at this point like they talk at several points about how like like the very first villain is trying to eliminate people with weak genetic codes for like mm -hmm. anything from like diabetes to like multiple sclerosis like they're yeah. like oh it's in your genes you gotta go is like that's the very first villain is kind of a uh eugenics Eugen freak. yeah eugenics yeah. um mutagen is his name right off the bat yeah right <laughs> off the bat and like it gets intense immediately he's yeah so so it seems like gene splicing is just kind of a commonplace thing in what 2099 2099 yeah. which i think is funny because it's not a hundred years in the future it's like 107 years in the future because it's 1992 <laughs> <laughs> it's like, guys. <laughs> I think 2099 is just catchy. Yeah, I think 2099 just sounds better. Catchy number. Better than um, 2092. It was very, it was very, this weird dystopian world. Also, where the, the Thorites I thought were very funny. Oh my gosh, the Thorites are so good. <laughs> they were great. 
they, they're like one of the one of the higher points of it. They're like worshiping the god Thor from a hundred years ago. I thought the it was interesting to posit that like the golden age of superheroes was a hundred years ago. Yeah, I thought that was a, that's an interesting take to 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 set your thing so far in the future that the current heroes are like of myth and legend. Well, I mean, I guess I guess spoilers if anyone has not read spoilers. the nineteen nineties run of this, but Thor comes back. And they didn't really yeah. explain how no. or why. <laughs> They're just kind of like, he's and immortal, then, it's fine. <laughs> and then they never mentioned him again. It was in like one issue or two yeah. issues. He did nothing. He's like a reoccurring thing with, with 2099. Because, so maybe we should say the 2099 universe is 107 years in the future of the current Marvel run. What was the current Marvel runs in the 90s? And so it has several characters that are like, these legacy heroes the 100 years in the future version quote-unquote of these characters it kind of is like a way to soft reboot them basically so there's like a punisher 2099 there's mm. a hulk 2099 so there's there's several 2099 versions of things and they are looking back to the golden age of heroes Mm-hmm. and and trying to replicate what those heroes meant to the world it, it kind of implies that without superheroes the world goes really really bad really really fast <laughs> with mean, no one to like keep alchemax and believe check. it yeah, yeah well i, I mean fair, fair 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 enough um <laughs> and then like they all disappear all around the same time and that's the end of the golden age of heroes and you find out later that like there was like a big you know event that Miguel goes back in time to stop. Um, <laughs> oh, <fine>. Miguel. <laughs> I, really? I did He's not read. I did not read the more modern run. So there was a yeah. second run of 2099 in like 2005, I yeah. think. And I did not get a chance to read that. Did you read any of those? Uh, I read I'm them at the time. if they're any better. Were they better uh, than the 90s version? They are better in that they are more readable. Uh, because is the Miguel more dance... likable or no no he's not no. more likable because that's the point where Miguel starts doing things oh maybe to the 90s run but he like steals his brother's girlfriend at one point and oh they mentioned uh, that yeah he yeah stole, he stole her in the 90s one too okay then and and you're like Miguel <laughs> where's the bro code bro and like part of it maybe could be subscribed to like Oh, Wait, when everyone remember... lives in a terrible world, you do terrible things. Like, there's no brocade in 2099 because we're all just trying to get by, okay? We're all just trying to get by. Well, they did that flashback in, in the 90s version, and Miguel looks at his brother Gabriel and just says, it wasn't working out between you anyway. Like, what? Yeah! <laughs> he just basically tells his brother, sorry I stole your girlfriend, sucks to suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, Miguel! And he's constantly mean to his his brother, through the whole yeah. Miguel is just yeah we get way too much like anti-Miguel talk but Miguel, let me just say <laughs> Miguel unlikable I like his his powers though like I said I like the venom bite that's yeah. cool he's got he's got all the regular Spider-Man stuff too like the agility the jumping yeah. the super strength I think he's got um oh and he's got the the kind of hooked feet yeah and, and he's fingers. got like cloth cloth feet and hands because they they say it when he gets spliced he's 50 percent spider now and like the question is is that counting the amount of dna we had in common already or already? is that yeah i don't or know is that in addition 50 percent? because like 
you know, 40% of you is a banana. If I said you were 50% banana, is that really only 10% more banana than usual? Or is that, you know, uh, nine, now I'm 90% banana, you know, like that's the math on that is a little dodgy. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I mean, it's, it's nineties genetic math. Right. So it's, <laughs> they need him to be a half man, half spider. But even then he's, he's really only like a third spider. If I'm honest, I think um... he's got like claw feet and hands. He's got venom. And he, he's he can glide kind of, and that comes from the suit. Yeah, this uh, suit oh, does got, a lot of work. He's got camouflage power, and that also comes from the suit. Right, so, he's got the unstable Miles, molecule suit. It's innate. Miles can just do it, but um, Miguel needs the suit to do that. It's kind of interesting. Right. So yeah, Miguel is leaning more on the powers of of the unstable molecule suit, whereas. Miles has the benefit, which I think some legacy characters do get, which I think I mentioned this in the Spider-Man episode. He gets all of Peter's Park, Peter Parker's powers. That's a sentence. He gets yeah. all of Peter Parker's <laughs> powers plus a couple of extras. And he doesn't lose yeah, any. Yeah. He doesn't have to exchange any powers to get new ones. He just so like, has them. He just has bonus powers. So his bonus powers are, he calls it his Venom Strike, but really it's electricity yeah he doesn't um, bite you <laughs> that's not a that's not really a, a spider an actual spider power that, there's no electric eel spiders running around <laughs> no uh, i guess the closest thing you could get to is venom paralyzing the nervous system mm-hmm. which would be that's interesting i don't know somewhat similar ish ish to an electrical um yeah, charge on the body. I think I saw something recently that was talking about spiders utilizing static electricity, but oh, uh, uh, their webs, their webs, webs. Okay, yeah. Have so I, you might be able to argue that, that we they, could they harness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a real big stretch. Yeah, it's it's a big stretch. But Miles has the camouflage power too, which is cool. And um, so the, in the real world, they're crab spiders. You see mm-hmm. them on flowers. They kind of like extend their little hands out and kind of yeah. wait. And they can become uh, yellow, orange, green um, to blend in with a flower. And they just wait for a bug to fly in, a pollinator to fly in, and they grab them. And that's just an innate ability that crab spiders have. So, so they're so, doing more of a like, I sit on a yellow flower and I am yellow? Or you become they- yellow. They yeah. be- oh, they do become yellow. Yeah, yeah, they can change color. Oh, see, that's interesting. How long does it yeah. take to turn yellow? They do it pretty quick. Oh, yeah, wow. so it's a pretty fast process. Uh, see, yeah, I so thought that like was one range. of the more outrageous powers that they gave Miles, but it turns out maybe, <laughs> maybe that power not. that power slaps. It works. It works just like a spider. So still only the electricity powers. The questionable <laughs> power. <laughs> yeah, we got to do a big stretch to make that one work. Wow, well, yeah, what you got to do? Miles doesn't really use his webs in the same way that like Peter and particularly Gwen. Gwen uses her. Uh, oh no, actually take that back. Take that back. Back, back up, go back. <laughs> <laughs> Miles uses the electricity power because it's like his unique power set. Mm. Whereas spider woman, both as Gwen and as Jessica uses the web to like glide more. Yeah, there's think, a lot of gliding going on. I think Jessica straight up can fly, but I don't know if that is still true or not. Sometimes she can fly, sometimes she can't. I've Jessica's discussed before a, that like, flight is lazy. I think it's on the it's on the suit. 
Jessica has like suit webbing. She can't yeah, actually her... shoot. Jessica but, can't yeah. shoot webs. She's she webless. The the comics she just has the venom blast, which I don't yeah. quite understand. No, the venom not... blast looks like it can do literally anything. Anything and that anything lazy. she needs it to do. That is lazy. Yeah. <laughs> like I wish they would just make her have like a psychic blast and that's why it's different every time is because she needs it to do different things yeah but none of them have the innate web the way that like the toby Maguire web has like from his I, wrists I occasionally love that. peter will get it in no way home where the other two <laughs> the other two are horrified that it comes right out of toby's wrists <laughs> and that was very cute why does it come out of his wrists it doesn't make any sense but yeah, none of them, all of them have to use a second, you can, you're going to hear my like finger slaps of me <laughs> around Amanda my... is shooting webs right now. Oh, everywhere. <laughs> uh, I shoot spider webs at my family a lot because the same little symbol that you use to shoot your webs, the two fingers up, two fingers down and the thumb mm-hmm. extended is the I love you sign in American Sign Language. Right, right. So we will signal it to each other and then shoot each other with webs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> for maximum love maximum, maximum love. love i'm shooting my webs at you uh well that's just that's just how it goes <laughs> but uh they all have to use second secondary created webs Webbies. which i think is yeah. funny because like of all the things you think of with the spider web is definitely one of them you think that would be more included in their power sets yeah. rather than forcing them to create a themed device to carry around with them i i like that and also in no way home they they brought up which to me is one of my biggest problems with spider-man and webs is that um the webs should come from a spinneret at the base of the abdomen right so kind of your your butt and uh they're they both other peters both say is it is it only your wrist (laughs) and and i think it was a really cute nod to wait a minute and he said it's only my wrist it's only, only the wrist could do this, yeah. So that's cute. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm I'll sad that it like took it me would... this long to watch No Way Home because what an adorable yeah, movie. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I'm, it's <laughs> shocking to me that you haven't just immediately gobbled up every spider. <laughs> I love Spider Man. Yeah, it's. I, I think he might be. Peter might be my favorite superhero. I mean, I He's love up there. Thor. I love Thor yeah. for many reasons. Yeah, I yeah I love Thor and I love Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is big, mm-hmm. is big for me. But I I think Spider Man might be my favorite. He's very even when he's making bad choices, Peter is likable. He's very likable. And, yeah, and I think Miles shares that quality in that even when he's making choices that you're like, why are you doing that, Miles? You're <laughs> you understand his motivation when he's written well. Yeah. I should say when he's yeah. written well, you understand. That he's doing this because he really believes it's the right thing to do. And that, I think, is the Spider family in general. Their strongest he's a good boy. Is, yeah, is that they genuinely want he's to do good. good people. Even when everyone else is saying, why are you doing that? Why would you do that? You know, um, <laughs> you know, Peter in No Way Home. Why are you doing that, Peter? Just, just let it happen, Peter. Don't ruin your life for this, Peter. But he's got to. Because he's a Spider-Man, and that means yeah. he has to do what he believes is right With all the way to the end. Great power comes great responsibility. Oh my gosh! Oh, you said it. <laughs> she said the out loud part. And I but think he, the first Spider-Verse movie is does that, that, which is yeah. great. And the first he Spider-Verse really movie really shows 
how that trait becomes solidified in, in Miles, at least in that movie version, that he made a promise to Peter to get this done. Yeah, and even oh, yeah. though it's hard, and he, and all these other spider people are telling him we can do it without you, he's got to do it because he made a promise, and he's got to do it. He's got to save Brooklyn. You know, <laughs> it's what makes Spider-Man continuously compelling every year, mm-hmm. nonstop. You know, they just keep remaking them, and it's yeah because he's great. You yeah. Know? Right, because my and, my and, love letter is Spider Man right now, <laughs> and I think it's I think it's interesting. You can tell how popular a character is and how much it resonates by how quickly the family around him grows. Mm-hmm. The Spider Man family, you've got Spider Gwen, you've got Spider Woman, which is also Spider. I guess she's Sp- she's Ghost Spider now, Ghost Spider, Spider mm-hmm. Woman, Miles's version of Spider Man, and then once you count the whole Spider Verse event, you're talking. On oh, unlimited so versions of of spider all all the spider-man um silk i think we probably oh yeah silk in there too um mayday parker's in there spider girl uh lady yeah. spider i think there's a lady spider who there's shows up spider in the universe uh there's a lot there's a lot of them and i and i think the only one who can really lay claim to that level of family is batman on the inverse with dc because the bat family just keeps on growing yeah and i think it it just says whatever these stories are about people resonate with them yeah absolutely and for for the spider verse it's you gotta do the right thing even though it sucks for you personally it sucks for you personally this peter's theme song i'm looking forward to the new spider verse movie i think I think it's going to be fun. I hope Oscar Isaac, you know, fixes Miguel a little bit. He can't. I, I hope he will. I think he will. I think he will in the initial part where before he does his heel turn, I think he'll have that. Oscar I Isaac has a very. Be, I think there might be a redemption arc for Miguel. Uh, that's very pop because again, he's not. He's not he a bad shares, guy. He, right. He shares just, that same thing yeah. of he's got to do this because he believes it's right. Yeah. The problem is he doesn't share the same level of moral code as Peter does. So he's got the same end goal of I have he's to do this. fine with collateral damage. Correct. And maybe yeah. that's just that's just how things are in 2099. Okay? Okay? Alchemax so. has taken over the world. I think Doom, I think, was president in 2099. Yes, Doom was, yeah. <laughs> For no reason. For no reason. And he was a good guy. Again, Doom I, I would argue nice. that Doom is also doing what he thinks is best. Yeah, it just so happens that what he thinks is best is sometimes it's terrorism. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> this is for your good that I'm in charge of you. He's a benevolent dictator, but still a dictator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his level of benevolence is uh, uh, not the same as what other people's would be. But... There was a lot of drop-ins in that comic yeah. series. Well, I think they were trying like, to like. What is happening here? Yeah. They were trying to entice you in to read 2099. Like, look what happened to Doom in 100 years. He's still kicking around somehow. Don't worry about it. And that's before he even gets, like, God powers, which he gets, like, what, two decades later? He gets... <laughs> they, they had uh, Thanatos was in it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, What a bizarre comic that was. Very strange. My, my brain hurt after reading that. Fair. Um, I followed that up with um, Spider-Woman Origins. Yes. So that was issues one through five. Loved. Really enjoyed it. I think Spider-Woman offers a lot. They kind of co-opted her origin 
for the Amazing Spider-Man movies, where they imply that Peter is kind of genetically, uh, like, that his parents have been running a genetic experiment on him this whole time, and that's why he's able to get bit mm. and inherit the spider powers, is because he was, like, already genetically predisposed. Yeah, exactly. That He's been, like, genetically primed. Where Jessica will sometimes have that origin. Sometimes she'll be, like, an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. that gets, you know spider powers purposely injected into her it kind of you know yeah this mileage will this one was her parents were working for hydra yeah and the dad it happened by accident but then dad was like this is great awesome experimenting (laughs) on her yeah it always sucks when your parents are are hydra that's never a good hydra super villains but then uh yeah i only had a chance to read the five issues and not pass that but i'm assuming she joins she was offered to be an agent of shield yeah, I guess it's gonna eventually get into that. I'd like to continue reading that those comics because I, I enjoyed them. And like she Jessica. has one of the it's best, one of the best original suits. That red suit with the yellow. Oh, I love it with the yellow. It's yeah. so good. And almost that third eye triangle. Yeah, thing triangle thing. She's got a great origin suit from from jump. She's got a great suit. The Spider Family often has great suits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're not all winners. I would argue that that Miguel's is is not as strong, but his face mask is very good. He's got a yes. really good face yeah. mask. Well, Miguel's um, was like a weird ripoff of Day of the Dead stuff. I yeah, didn't care for that. Yeah, that was kind of. It was. I think it was an attempt to give him some culture, but it was 1992, and so they really didn't <laughs> know how to do it properly. Super care, <laughs> which it was a weird know. move. Right, and his brother's like, why are you wearing that Day of the Dead mask as Spider-Man? And he's like, uh, 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 uh I don't know what you're talking about. So farewell, citizen. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know you, Gabriel. G- Gabriel, um, don't blow my cover, bro. Um, Yeah, but, but Spider-Woman's suit is so good from Jump. And even when they, I loved it. So they, they give her a Captain Marvel-esque glow up at one point in like, oh, really? uh, like 2016. Where they give her like a leather jacket and black pants and you know and and like it's oh, a good cute. look. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I really I've, love yeah. I've seen photos of that. That's cute. Yeah, the yeah. brown leather jacket's kind of short. No, she has a red one. Let me quickly grab oh, one red. for you. Uh, pictures in the Discord. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you. Let me look. Yeah, and like I really like this suit. I think it looks great. Oh, cool. Yeah, I like but that a lot. that original suit is so strong that even this A look, just. That A plus look of her original suit. I, I don't know. Something about that original suit really. Uh, it works. It's, it's hard to improve on perfection. Superhero. Yeah, right? I think that's part of what I like about it is that it was classic. Like Marvel Universe, I think and spends less not, time trying to justify that sort of stuff. And it's I think not that's a woman in a bikini, right? To fight. So, which she's... I do like her new the newer suit because I do think it it lends cool itself. Yeah, it lends itself to not being quite so. And she's in tight. She's going to be in the new Spider Verse. A version of her will a be in the new Spider Verse. Do we know uh, which version at all? It seems because to be there are so many. A a pregnant black woman. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought I thought that woman was a different character. She's she's gonna be Spider Woman. Okay. I like the idea of a pregnant superhero still like doing the superhero stuff. That's cool. Yeah. That was on your reading list, or Spider Woman, uh, Dennis Hopeless Run. Yeah. Hopeless Run, okay. 
so she's pregnant and she's still that one's more about how she's pregnant but she's still gonna do her thing do her thing i gotta yeah i'll eventually get to it i have right limited amount of time she's one of the few they don't introduce babies a lot in comics because babies grow so fast that it really shows that no time has passed if they still have a baby you know you're like how long has this baby been three months old because <laughs> like comics and time they're probably also difficult to write it's hard to yeah. write a baby the really the only thing you can do with a baby is put them in danger and that's yeah. cheap writing it's always cheap to put the kid in danger unless there's a really justified reason why the baby should be in danger because you're just going for like the lowest emotional impact possible everyone who loves a kid in their life is going to automatically put their own child in that situation and go oh my gosh i can't believe you know uh matt fraction uh gave a whole talk about it when i was in my comic studies program you took a comic Bri- studies program oh, oh yeah 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 uh oh, that's so awesome psu offers or offered when i was there i don't know if they still do uh a graduate program uh that offered a like two-year certificate for mm-hmm. for comic studies history of comics blah 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 so i completed the course but i was a uh undergrad at the time (laughs) so they told me they'd give me credit for it you know if i as a graduate program quote unquote (laughs) it got a little dicey it was still it's an infant year for the uh the comic program but i took a class with brian michael bendis who was the original writer of miles oh wow Uh, that must have been amazing it was. It was really. I learned so much in this course, and meeting and hearing from Brian Michael Bendis. We just called him Bendis in the class. We didn't, we didn't have to refer to him as Brian Michael Bendis every time. Uh, it was really Bendis. interesting to see Professor Bendis, and he brought in Matt Fraction. He brought in Kelly Sue. Um, wow. We we talked to Mark Miller through that program. Uh, it was it was a it was a really intense, really cool program. I don't know that all those people still have time to do all the things. I mean, they were <laughs> oh, Brian was so calling cool, in, you know, some big favors to be like, "Hey, we want this program to work, so I need you to come and give a lecture in our class." <laughs> um, he never. I got an A in the class, but he never graded my. He perpetually would be like, "Okay, I'm going to get those grades to you guys soon," and then we would never receive grades for any of our projects. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It, interesting insight into a lot of how comics work he would do a lot of like okay now pitch me your comic and we'd have to like give pitches of what we want to do with a comic or with a character or how we thought we could improve a character he used a lot of the classes as workshops if i'm honest (laughs) that's fine that's fine fine. but he talked a lot about because he also made um uh at the time it was called alias what's it called now just jessica is it just called jessica jones now (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He did Jessica Jones's stuff? He did Jessica Jones. Oh, okay. he, he's the originator of a lot of those sort of things. He's the originator of Miles Morales. He's the originator of, of Jessica Jones. I enjoyed Jones. that series. Oh, that Derek's I, I like the actress they picked for that. I liked the Jessica Jones series. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was a it was a stronger one of the of the Netflix ones. I would yeah. say Daredevil was topsies, but Jessica yeah. Jones. Oh, Daredevil was great. Yeah. Daredevil showing up also in No Way Home. And no one knows he's Daredevil was very right. Yeah, <laughs> what a cameo it was! What I remember a, being yeah. in the theater. People were like, "Ooh, Charlie's here!" <laughs> and him he catching just, that caught that brick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Peter's like, "How'd you do that?" He's like, "Uh, don't worry about it." And you're like, "Peter, Peter, 
investigate this Peter. But he does it because he's Peter. He's like, that's not my business. Stay in your lane, Peter Parker. He's, he's too cute. So, yeah. So Jessica Jones is actually a uh, a Watchmen situation where they wanted a different character for it. But then at the last second, they're like, no, you can't do that with that character. So oh. that's the reason why they're both named Jessica. Because <laughs> 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 he was like, oh, but I've already written the script for this. Uh, we'll just that's call okay. her Jessica something Jessica's else. a common name. I mean, people are going to yeah, have yeah. the same name sometimes. Certainly there's a million Steves in the Marvel Universe. And yeah. uh, plenty of Bobbies. What's one more Jessica? What's another Jessica? <laughs> um, Jessica, so Jessica Drew's powers are... All those basic spiders. Regular spider stuff. Mm-hmm. Venom Blast is the extra. Yeah. And then she does not shoot webs. Mm-mm. And she glides, but it's, I think, the suit. Well, sometimes. That... Sometimes she has... Can she fly? Uh, sometimes she, she does legitimately just have flight. Which is uh, th- thankfully spiders cannot fly. So. Thank, thank goodness <laughs> spiders cannot fly. We don't have to worry about that. Although the they other, do balloon, yeah, babies the balloon. Other, they're like you know. The other big power Jessica has is the hormones. She oh, has the uh, pheromones. Oh, sorry. Pheromones. So hor- hormones affect everyone. You. Has hormones? Yeah, <laughs> pheromones affect what's around you. So yeah. she has the pheromones that she can use to uh, differing effects mostly they seem to make men love her which is such okay. a man thing to write into a comic <laughs> we we use that clip we use a clip of um in our in our spider-man talk uh-huh. uh, of her convincing the hulk to make her a sandwich, make her a sandwich. <laughs> which i love hulk, yeah. make me a sandwich but yeah and he's yeah, very yeah. happy to do it so spiders female spiders do emit pheromones which attract males some some spiders actually emit pheromones that attract male moths, and then they eat oh. them. Yeah, those are oh. uh, bolus bolus spiders. So bolus spiders create this um, webbing that they can swing. Yeah, and like kind of slap onto a moth and pull it over. It's pretty cool. But I, uh, that all comes mm. from pheromones. So really, them. Jessica Drew should be cowgirl themed. Is what I'm. Hearing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's swinging around town with a cowgirl hat on oh i always lose my hat when i'm swinging around town that would be the trope where she's every episode or every comic would be a new hat because she's constantly losing one she's costing agents of shield millions in hat purchases every year yeah i forgot she had the pheromone power yeah she's got because it's like they try to justify that as like well peter didn't have the pheromones because he's a boy yeah, but it's like, does Spider Gwen have it? I haven't seen no, her I ever use so. it. I, no, I wouldn't be surprised if she eventually no. gets it, but no, that seems to be a Jessica exclusive. Because again, I think Gwen just has Peter's powers. She pretty ex- plus her own like yeah. innate like I'm a ballerina, I'm a drummer, I am a girl who <laughs> thinks with my brain instead of just jumping into a situation. Peter. Um, yeah. I saw something recently. She's common sense. Superpower is common sense. I think I put it in the Discord in our in our meme section that was like Spider Verse makes way more sense if you assume everyone connected to the Spider Verse has one brain cell and it's (laughs) it's usually Gwen's turn to use it. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. That was a very cute meme. Yeah. So I think we've covered yeah, so we covered Miguel. We covered Miles. Mm-hmm. We covered a little bit of Gwen, right? And uh, it's just, again, she doesn't really have 
alternative powers to Peter. Yeah, she's just kind of there. Do we have anyone else that's going to be in the movie that we haven't talked about? Oh, Mayday, but I think she has Peter's Parker, Peter Parker's powers again. And it's a questionable oh, okay. whether how much she'll use them because she's a, a child. <laughs> it looks like she's going to be a child in this version. How old is she? She's like little in this, right? She's little. It's I think they say it's a three year time jumps. Maybe it's less than that, though. Maybe it's only two. Oh, OK. Um, so at most she's two because he went home at the end of Spider-Verse to make up with with Mary Jane. And it takes 10 months to grow one. So, I, I mean, oh. I assume for all I know, Peter's got like egg laying powers, and he can. <laughs> well, he's a male, so I hope not. <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> but they made Jessica a mom. Are spiders good moms? Some spiders are good moms. Yeah, um, they will tend to the egg sac. They'll keep it clean. They'll wolf spiders will carry their babies around on their backs for a few weeks. They'll actually dip their legs down into the into a puddle so the babies can run down their legs, get a drink, and then go <gasps> right cute. back up again. Very oh, sweet. That's sweet. If you spook a wolf spider with spiderlings on them, they'll all take off in multiple directions, but then she will gather them up afterwards and get them back on her back. Um, yeah, so some spiders are very good moms. Well- this sounds like a video game that you have to like, <laughs> care for your little babies. If they get knocked off your back, you have to go around and collect them. Get them. Like like the eggs in Mario when you're Yoshi, you've got to get all the eggs. And <laughs> this is a children's book that I that I want to write. Someday. We got to do it. We got to do, do, do it. It'll be very cute. But yeah, I would say some some spiders are, are pretty good mommies. So Jessica's going to do a good job. She'll be just fine. So she could theoretically. I guess she doesn't use webs, though. I want her to make a web papoose and oh, carry it be, around on her be back. Very cute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's one of the very few uh, mom heroes. They really don't mom them up very often. I think Let's it's with, hard to write. It's hard to like, just write hard a to write. compelling story that you have kids. And and I don't want to get into too much of the like marketing issues that come along with having characters that you need to sell well regardless of whether it makes any sense but like making a character a mom might dissuade some of your demographic from reading that book and like having you know lady heroes is already uh, occasionally a demographics issue yeah Yeah. that's what i'll say about that (laughs) demographics Uh, issue is what i'll say i'm i'm not a mom uh, I have two cats, but they're not the same as having children. Would you, In many ways, a, similar, but not quite the same. <laughs> yeah. You're you're a mom. Do you want? Is that compelling to you as a mother? A soup a mom superhero. When it's or done really? well, yes. The yeah. problem is a lot of times. Well, the problem with most comics is, and why expanding your writing team is important, is because writing your experiences as a father and putting them onto a, a mother oh it's not gonna work it can work in in the general swipes but there's some things that are about being a working mo- the pressures are just different the yeah. pressures are just different oh, i'm sure i'm not trying to take away from uh, from fathers who are very involved blah 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 i'm not trying to take away from that at all and brian michael bendis the original writer of jessica jones talks about it a little bit and when i was class when we talk about like the trying to write what it's like to be a parent whose job takes them away a lot mm-hmm. is and, and not even take them away but is dangerous is a yeah. that can be a compelling narrative do i 
quit this thing that's so important to me for the sake of my kids. That's not a question that's unique to superhero dump. Do I stop doing this thing? Yeah, I'm sure police officers you know, have similar police officers, uh, even just thoughts, people who run their own businesses. In the military, yeah, yeah. Like Anyone who job. runs any sort of job where they're gone for a lot of the time is a similar question. I'm gone for 12 hours a day. I see my kid to wake them up in the morning and to kiss them goodnight and nothing in between. You know, that's not. Yeah. Or if you have a job that causes exclusive. you to travel most of the time. Yeah. And that sucks. To be away from your kids sucks. <laughs> like, the, like it's kind of the paradox of, of please, will you please go to sleep? Please, please go to sleep <laughs> so I can hear myself think. And then when they're at nap, you miss them. You're like, oh. Really? I haven't seen them. Yeah. Yeah. This is a thing. Please go to sleep. Wake up. I miss you is like the documented thing. Of, oh, wow. Of it, Do you think you it, would like that space a little bit? To that, be that's you? the confusing part <laughs> is that you want it so bad for them to go to sleep because you need that space. But at the same time, once they're gone, you want them there because you want them with you whenever I, possible. I could see how this would be difficult to write into a comic yes exactly yeah there's a lot of nuance and, and 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 is it compelling when your demographic is up historically your demographic has been below 30 yeah and male and male i mean comics started uh, when they first took off in the 30s they were for everybody you know they were for everybody and there was no separation of demographics but mm. at the same time stories weren't incredibly nuanced at the time yeah, no, it's, uh, it's not till the 40s that you start getting things like, oh, these are comics for girls. These are romance comics. These are for girls. Mm. And then you get, oh, these are these are boy comics. Oh, these are kids comics. That wasn't really, you know, those demographic things and demographics. You should remember that demographics are primarily to stop you from competing with yourself. Yeah. If I, yeah. If I sell things to girls and I sell things to boys, I don't want the girls to buy boy things because then I'm. I, it's it's less easy for me to sell them girl things it's like it's like a whole thing it's like why teen titans got not teen titans young justice got the chop is because too many girls liked it it's oh, a whole really thing. yeah oh. mm-hmm. that's why they canceled young justice is because it was rating too well with young women and well to chime in it was specifically they were underwritten by a toy manufacturer who pulled yeah. out when they weren't getting enough sales because they didn't make any action figures of artemis or whatever right and so because there was no push to make girls toys quote unquote they were underselling to the who what who they thought they would be selling toys to so when they undersold toys should have just made the toys you'd think you think the answer is oh people are enjoying my thing but they want something else are they are they want more of my things let me make more of it yeah it's crazy it's like how in the uh the most recent not the most recent, but a recent Disney movie, Encanto, which I don't know if you saw at all. Generational. I have not seen it, but I know people oh. love it. I know oh, people are so big God. into it. Generational trauma, the movie. Um, <laughs> but they made a character who is the quintessential Disney princess, right? She's got the long flowing hair. She has flower powers. She's perfect. And her plot throughout the movie is that she's she feels so much pressure to be perfect that it's like breaking mm. her. <laughs> oh. Um, but she's got a sister, Louisa, who has superpowers in this form of strength. She can lift up houses. She can lift bridges. She piles donkeys on her shoulders. And the Disney execs anticipated that the flower character, the, the feminine girl, 
would be the popular character. So they made a ton of toys of of Isabella. Mm-hmm. Then the movie drops. And the popular character is the strong sister yeah. who lifts up donkeys and of houses. Of course it is. Of course, of course. it is. Yeah. And, and they had no toys of her. They had no action figures. They had no Barbies. They had the only way I, you could get I want to lift up three donkeys on yes! my shoulder. Obviously. And I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> of course that's the popular character. She's got superpowers. Like cool superpowers. Yeah. And like making flowers is cool. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but Louisa fine. was the one that the girls wanted to replicate. Yeah. And and the, the powers that be were like, what? And I was like, have you spoken to, <laughs> to a, a girl, girl lately? <laughs> and that's just how I feel about a lot of like the female character books is unless it's being written by someone by who by, by a woman. But also, I mean, there's some types of men, I think, that can do it. Yeah, yeah, but we're the not, question we're not digging on the men here. Yeah, but sometimes I'm not trying you to really say need you have to write in your demographic because I I actually don't think you have to write within your demographic. I I don't think that that ultimately creates spaces of good storytelling when you're like, oh, yeah. well, you can't write a Spider Woman book because you're not a woman with spider powers, so you can't really relate to her. I don't think that actually works. But but there's a reason why Kelly Sue DeConnick is the one who successfully rebooted Captain Marvel. And it was because she wrote Captain Marvel to be like Kelly Sue <laughs> <laughs> That's what listen, we need. Listen, listeners, listen. You can get it wrong. And yeah, it's totally okay. Fine. As long as you are open to the people who know the right way correcting you. Like Peter Parker, you're going to get it wrong sometimes. And you need to be open to a more experienced <laughs> hero coming in and saying, no, no. That's not you how that's do done. <laughs> Be, don't do it like be a Peter, not a Miguel. Correct. <laughs> be a Miles. Be a um, Miles. Yeah. Be a be Miles. Because I think one of the greater parts of, I mean, obviously Spider Verse, one of the great moments uh, is Peter passing on his Spider Power knowledge to Miles. Oh yeah. As as someone who had to figure it out all on his own, there was no Spider Man to ask when Peter got spider powers yeah i love him peter being able to turn around role. Mm-hmm. The, the peter peter b parker <laughs> as like that dad father figure to miguel or not miguel two miles is great miles. yeah i think he's also we, constantly in a robe it's a very dad move <laughs> very dad <laughs> peter's always dad. in a robe now daddies are in as we were discussing the other day <laughs> daddies are in daddies are in. zaddy <laughs> uh so I'm really looking forward to Spider-Verse 2. I really enjoyed talking about it today. Uh, I will continue to read comics till I go cross-eyed like Kelly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That 90s run is a cruncher. <laughs> if you have any recommendations of books we should definitely read before Spider-Verse 2 comes out, uh, feel free to email us those recommendations or head over to the Reddit and recommend them there. Uh, and as always, you can send us emails about other stuff. Let us let us chat with you. We want to chat with you. We want to we're, cover we're a tree. <laughs> we yeah. want to cover a tree in webs and hang out with you. We'll bring I'll snacks. Bring snacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. We'll see you next time. Bugs Need Heroes is created by Derek Conrad and Kelly Zimmerman. Hosted by Amanda Allen Nide and Kelly Zimmerman. Bugs Need Heroes is produced and edited by Derek Conrad. Our music is Ladybug Castle by Roll Music. All character art by Amanda Allen Nide. 
Got a bug question? Email us at bugsneedheroes at gmail.com. Check us out on bugsneedheroes.com for the visual companion to our episodes with the artwork of the bug-related heroes. We also have an Instagram, Twitter, and subreddit under the Bugs Need Heroes name. Thanks for coming by. One moment, I need to plug in my laptop, and then I'll come back and talk about daddy some more.